Welcome to the Empowered 21 Leadership Podcast. I'm Ashley Wilson, Assistant Director of Empowered 21, and I'm here today with Pastor Jonathan Chow. Jonathan is uh, the senior pastor of Bread of Life, uh, which is based in Taipei, Taiwan, but uh, they have uh, 600 churches in their network around the world. Uh, Jonathan actually just recently assumed leadership of Bread of Life. Is that right, Jonathan? Yes, yes. I think I read back in January of 2021. So uh, we're glad to have you with us today to share with our viewers about uh, leadership from your perspective and what God is doing in Taiwan and through Bread of Life. So Jonathan, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I was born and raised in Taiwan and came moved to the States when I was 12. And uh, about 20 years ago, um, I went back to Taiwan and been in full-time ministry ever since. I've been working under my father and my older brother okay. since I started the ministry, um, and I just uh, became the senior pastor uh, during the season of pandemic uh, last year yeah. in January. Yeah. So I was really fascinated about that when I, I read about that in your bio. One of the things that I'm sensing just in the last few months uh, as I connect with leaders around the world and travel around the world, it feels like, to me anyway, that there's a significant generational leadership shift happening in the church across the world. I think maybe the pandemic accelerated that. You know, there's always generational changes, but it feels like to me that, that God is doing something and shifting uh, the leadership of the church from one generation to another. Talk to me a little bit more about that generational transition that happened and is happening. I'm assuming it's still kind of ongoing mm -hmm. at Bread of Life. Mm -hmm. uh, what's that been like? Um, how have you experienced that? Um, talk to me a little bit about that. First of all, you got to under understand Asian culture. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's a very, very different culture. And my father stepped down as a senior pastor 10 year, uh, 11 years ago at the age of 70. And he transitioned the church to our previous senior pastor, Pastor James. And he took over the church uh, as a senior pastor at the age of 65. So, and he, he, uh, he led, led the church for 10 years. So he stepped down at the age of 75. Wow. So when I became the senior pastor at the age of 46. See, that is unheard of yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, generational transitions. You know, you would, especially in Chinese culture, you would definitely be looking at someone probably around age 60 or even 65. So uh, I really, um, I, I am humble and, 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 and I have a lot of respect and honor for our board and our executive teams. And I'm still the youngest one um, leading the team uh, in my executive pastor, pastoral teams. So it's been a multi-generational team and multi-generational leadership. Um, so it's, it's been fun. Um, I think pandemic definitely um, has a lot to do with it because we're into a, a new frontier, a new territory. Uh, there's nothing that we can really rely upon. Um, so we're really just, um, we're doing a lot of corporate hearing in our leadership meetings. Yeah. Um, and so it's not a lot of strategic planning because there's nothing you can really plan going forward. Sure. So we're just really going back and just really connecting with the Holy Spirit, understanding what the Lord wants us to do as a church, as a movement going forward. And a lot of just really um, kind of checking in with each other, what the Spirit of God is saying to one another. And, and I feel like that multi-generational leadership is actually key and crucial going forward. And my idea of transition has, oh, you know, people talk about, you know, passing the baton, but my idea is actually, you know, the 
I've always been fascinated with this idea of, um, you know, the wild geese when they fly together in the V formations. And, and the, the, the one in the front always gets the most um, resistance. resistance. Yeah. So what they would do is they just switch off. But they're still part of the team. And then I feel like uh, going forward, the transition isn't about replacing the earlier generation, but it's actually they're still part of the team and they're actually still very much involved. My father is 81, 82. He's still part of the apostolic team that's leading the, the networks of churches. And the previous senior pastor, Pastor James, is still on staff. And he's doing stuff that, that, that he's actually absolutely needed for the church. Yeah. And so operationally, I'm the senior pastor, you know, leading the movement, but still, we still are all working together because we're all still one big family and 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 it's just like a family you know I, I i became a dad but granddad is still needed um you know it's it's so so I, I think it's actually working really really well for our movement right now yeah that's that's you you just dropped some profound wisdom for our listeners there what would you say to somebody uh, and you i think you've you've already given them some stuff but there may be a younger leader who is watching us right now who's uh, in a position where they're, they're waiting for a generational transition or maybe they're walking through a generational transition in their organization, uh, what would be your advice to them? You know, I, I've been through a season where, um, especially you got to understand how the Asian culture works, is, is that um, it, it was a, kind of a, a, a process, but uh, Asian culture is kind of like, um, they're kind of looking at you maybe the future successor, but they won't tell you. Yeah. So I went through that season where I became kind of uh, anxious mm -hmm. and impatient and almost to a degree where I felt frustrated. Yeah. And I, I just remember, um, I, 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 you know, I'm just going to share my, my own testimony. Um, that was back in 2017. And the Lord just spoke to me one um doing a movie. I, I went to see this movie called The Greatest Showman. Yeah. My kids, they, I have a daughter who loves to sing and I hear Greatest Showman <laughs> tunes all the time in my house. And it's, so. it's, it's actually, you know, I'm not, not a big, I'm actually not that big of a fan of a musical kind of a, a, a movie, but my wife loves it. So I went to watch it and, and it was just um, very, it's such a revelation where God just took me into that movie. And I just begin to watch how that movie unfolds. And and the person wanted to be successful and became successful, but it wasn't successful enough and wanted to be a mainstream successful. And you're just kind of kind of climbing that ladder of success. And, and before he realized, he was actually going to lose the very thing that he had, which is his family. Yeah. And there was a scene where they were in a, he was in the bar and then it just, the, the, it was a picture of the family. And the Lord just begins to speak to my heart. He says, there's a lot you want to do for the church and you have great ideas and there's just things that you want to make change and you feel like the church needs to make those changes in order to go into the future. But you got to understand, you are already successful before you become anything and you're already there because and it, it just begins to show me that, you know, my family. That's what defines my success is that, you know, uh, you know, just being a loving husband and loving father. And, but everything else will come into place. Yeah. And, and I, don't need, I don't need to perform or become. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually just, you know, I, I should be 
uh, my success comes from being a child of God. Yeah, so it's yeah. all about identity it's, it's, and being it comfortable in your yes, identity. Yes, because yeah. once you have that settle, then it's not waiting it out or, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, you're, you're not fighting against time. You, uh, you know, this is what I share with um, um, a lot is that, you know, time is always our friend. We're yeah. not working against time. And, and now that I look back, I am so thankful because there were times I felt like I was ready. Yeah. Um, and I am so glad that it took the process that it took. And even now, you know, I, 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 I am just, I'm just humbled by God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's powerful. So thank you for sharing that. I, I want to shift the conversation a little bit now because um, a lot of our listeners are uh, in the West um, and may not have as much connection with what the Holy Spirit is doing in the church in Asia and especially with the Chinese church. Um, I know Bread of Life is there in Taiwan, but you've got campuses globally. You've got your uh, thumb on the pulse of what the Holy Spirit is doing, especially in that part of the world. So talk to me about what God is doing now in Asia and specifically with the Chinese church. And then maybe share a little bit about what you see in the future uh, for the church in Asia. Um, well, it's, it's an exciting time um, in Asia and the Lord has such a great, plan for for Asian churches. Um, I can only share some of the things that we're experiencing right now. Um, just before I came out, um, maybe three, four months ago, we just began to uh, experience a new wave of the visitation from the Holy Spirit in our church. It uh, started with our young people. Uh, uh, for the longest time, I started, uh, I, started in, I started as a youth pastor doing youth ministry, but that was 20 plus years ago. And Doing you ministry now versus 20 years ago is it's it's nigh and day. It's yeah. the young generations are so distracted because they've got so much things going on and they're yeah. multitasking even when they come yeah. to church. They're I don't know how it is in Taiwan, but I have three teenagers. My kids are a little bit older than yours, and there's multiple times when I look at my wife and say, "Are they even speaking the same language?" That <laughs> you know. The, you know, for us, it's English. Are they speaking English? <laughs> you know, because hard. The, 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 the generational shift there, the cultural shift, even, you know, I'm in my early 40s uh, with the teenagers. I, I, they live in a different world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, 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 been, it's been a struggle reaching the next generation. Yeah. But what we just experienced, and it's, it's about three, four months ago, um, some of our youth pastors began just to, report back to me, he says, something unusual has been happening in our services. I said, what's going on? He said, just the young people, they're dropping their handphones and they're just beginning to engage in worship. And the worship got longer and longer. They're kneeling on the floor. They're wailing before God. Yep. They're being slain in the spirit. I said, what's going on? So, and it turns out that you just, there's, there's just been an unusual visitation from the Holy Spirit. And so he started with our young people. And I'm seeing like the PKs that grew up in church that kind of get got jaded with all they heard everything. But there's a, a, a true transformation being yeah. uh, and these are like junior high kids, high school kids and, and, and college kids. Yeah. So out of that, we just begin to see the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit coming into the church. And 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 I begin to share that with our staff at the staff prayer meeting and the same thing happened. 
And then it went throughout the whole entire church. There were meetings where I was scheduled to go up and preach, but the Spirit of God just took the meeting. I mean, literally hijacked the meeting. I couldn't preach. But the Spirit of God was doing so much and just touching people's heart. And it's something that we haven't seen. And and so we're just kind of coming into that fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. And 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 I was scheduled to um to take a five week sabbatical just right in the midst of that. And I and I and I was kind of concerned. I'm like, and as I was praying to God, I said, God, this is happening in our church. And I know it's not just meant for our church, it's meant for the churches in Taiwan and the churches in Asia or, or amongst the Chinese, I shouldn't be going away. And, and, and the Spirit of God just said, it's okay, you should be going up to your, you should go on your sabbatical because it has nothing to do with you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. It's a good okay. commander. So, and, 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 and I'm just hearing reports of how God's continued to do so. And it started maybe with our young people, but it kind of spread across, saturated throughout the whole church. And now it's going through a lot of, into a lot of our other branch churches. I kind of, I kind of, and, and I kind of just, I, I share about this uh, just before I left and then made a recording. And then so it kind of just went to all different churches in Taiwan. And, and we're just beginning to see that again. So I, I really feel like the key of reaching next generation is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because the only thing that can, make them drop their cell phone, it, it, it has to be the power and the genuine presence of God. I mean, it's, there's nothing else. I mean, you can, we have a lot of activities, you know, with lots of programs to get them engaged, but it's the spirit of God. Yeah. I mean, that, and what, and, and I'm seeing a trend where, um, I'm seeing what our youth pastors are doing with these young people is that they, they actually bring them in to discern what the Spirit of God wants to do at a meeting. So it's not the leader that is kind of dictating, okay, now now we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But they're actually checking in with one another and they're talking to the the, 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 the youth group leaders and said, what, what are you sensing what God wants to do today? What do you feel like? Should we, should we pray more? Should we go this direction? So I feel like there's, there's a lot more ownership. Yeah. And they're actually in tune, and they can—they feel like I can hear the Holy Spirit as well, and I can help lead yeah. uh, in, in, in the direction where God wants to go. So that leads me to my next question. In reading about you a little bit, Jonathan, I, I saw that your mission statement, personal mission statement, is empowering people to be powerful. Mm. What you just talked about, I think, is is part of that. But unpack that a little more. How do you empower people? to be powerful. I, I kind of call it like, um, it, I'm a dream manager. Okay. Kind of my, my job is to make sure that people's dream come true or, or the, the purposes or the destiny that God has put in people's heart. Um, so my job isn't to make sure, because sometimes the Asian way of doing things is, is that they would come, people would empower the leaders or would make the leader's dream come true or from make the, the leader from the goals. Yeah. But I think it's actually the other way around. I think that's what the purpose of the fivefold ministry is: empower the the, uh, the individuals to do works of the ministry. Yeah. So I think it's our job to empower people to be powerful leaders. So we want people to feel um, the call of God over their life and be equipped. So our job isn't to keep people in the church, but to equip people to send them out to do what God has called them to do. So um, that's kind of my um, 
my mission. So I loved teaching and I loved equipping. Um, and, and we started a Christian school maybe about seven, eight years ago. We want to do the same thing with young people yeah. uh, to do uh, with children so that they understand there's a call over their life when they're young. Because with the Asian um, schooling system, it's a lot, a lot of it is performance driven. Mm-hmm. You know, get into a good school, uh, get a good job, but there's so much more than that. Sure. And, and, and so we just want to instill dream ability to dream impossible things in God and ability to pursue that and having the faith to accomplish that. So that's what we want to instill in, 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 in our people. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up today, would love for you just to take a minute and pray for uh, the listeners who are, are tuning in, who are watching uh, this podcast today and pray, especially I think for young leaders uh, who are watching, who maybe are, are, getting ready to go through this generational transition, mm-hmm. uh, pray that God would God would, uh, would give them wisdom. Would you pray for us today? Yeah, yeah. And before I pray, I'm just going to share one thing, one more thing that has really helped me in terms of working with multi-generational teams. And it's, it's a belief that I have whenever I go into any conversation with generation, different generation, is that um, even though I can hear from God, but I always held a belief that I could be wrong. And that's the basis of learning from one another. So my job as a leader isn't to go there and convince someone else that I'm right and you're wrong. And I got it. You have to listen to me. So I go into every conversation, even with my kids, knowing that I could be wrong, having a conversation. And they, I've learned so much just from my kids. And they're, they're or I assume I know what I'm um, but, but I've learned so much just from different generations, from every conversations that I have, just going into and knowing that I could be wrong. I, I mean, it's not that I don't have my own, um, I, I know, I, you know, I, I know, um, I mean, uh, I have opinions on a lot of things, but it doesn't mean that I am always right. So I feel like that's a very important key for young leaders to know that, you know, just, just know that you could be wrong so that you have a heart to learn. Uh, from anyone and, and from any individuals, from any generations. So let me just pray for you. Father God, I come before in Jesus' name. And I just pray for all the viewers and listeners. And I pray for the Spirit of God where that would touch our heart and our mind. And I just pray for a generational unity. And there's something really, really beautiful when generations come together. And I pray for a spirit of sonship for the young emerging leaders that we don't, we no longer work like orphans and we no longer perform to find our worth, to find our identity, but we truly know that we are so loved by Father God that we have this security and this anchor that we're not, we're not frustrated with process And we understand that process is to help us, to refine us so that we could truly be used by God. So Father God, I just pray for every individual and I just pray that you have that amazing grace upon each and every one of us. And I pray this in the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. Amen, well, Pastor Jonathan, thank you so much for being here. 
For those of you who've tuned in and watched today, we want to thank you for taking the time to do that. Just as a reminder, you can connect further with Empowered 21 at Empowered21.com. And of course, follow us on social media at Empowered 21. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. You good?